What's up, guys? Anthony here, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Biohacking Secrets Show. One of my favorite things to do is helping men and women like you feel what it's like with the body you've always wanted and all-day energy that starts the moment you wake up and doesn't quit. Over the past decade, we've created a proprietary health assessment that helps me to identify the unique toxicities and deficiencies that may be holding you back from the life that you deserve. And what we've discovered in doing this with now thousands of CEOs, executives, professional athletes, businessmen, Hollywood celebrities, and entrepreneurs is that there's always room for improvement and optimization. Whether you're already performing at a high level or you have that feeling inside your heart that you're capable of more, the single fastest way to unlock your potential is to upgrade your mind and your body. And there's no program on earth that does that faster or to a greater magnitude than our one-on-one consulting program at www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. We start with our proprietary health assessment that screens you for vitamin deficiencies like A, D, magnesium, iron, etc., high cholesterol and heart disease, high blood pressure, digestive disorders, hidden infections like Lyme, Epstein-Barr, parasites, SIBO, candida, and more that can just drain your energy in the background, especially if you don't know about them. Anxiety, depression, and cognitive disorders, autoimmune disease, adrenal fatigue, thyroid issues, mold toxicity, heavy metals, environmental toxins, and other genetic risk factors like MTHFR, APOE status, your glutathione production, and many more. We even recommend the specific tests that I use with my one-on-one clients if they're relevant for you in figuring out your biological age and identifying those key areas and opportunities that can take your life to the next level. From there, we create a customized game plan along with a personalized supplement protocol to help you optimize your weight and energy at the cellular level. And for our platinum clients, we even include a personalized workshop with me in Delray Beach, Florida. Most of the year, this program's full with a waiting list, but we just had a couple spots open up and I wanted to offer them to the listeners of the Biohacking Secrets show first. So if you're interested in seeing what it might look like for us to work together, head over to www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash coaching. That's www.biohackingsecrets.com forward slash C-O-A-C-H-I-N-G and fill out the short application form. If you're pre-approved, you'll be given the opportunity to book a time to connect with someone on our team and see if it's a fit. Thank you so much for being a part of this community, and I look forward to potentially going on this journey together. This is your life, and it's ending one minute at a time. I was blind, but now I see. Working jobs we hate, so we buy shit we don't need. Ideas are grateful. If you had one shot, everything I'd ever read, heard, seen was now organized and available. Now you fucking khakis. Life moves pretty fast. The Biohacking Secret Show. What's going on, guys? Anthony here. And I wanted to apologize because this is a fantastic interview with Dr. Jerry. But when we started, I noticed the audio sounded a little bit off, like maybe his mic wasn't the best or, you know, it was rubbing against something. And I didn't say anything. We kept going, and then I get this message today from our podcast editor that the audio is a bit rough. And it is. But rather than just throw away the whole conversation, I thought, you know what? I'll give you guys a little bit of a warning for those of you that want to plow through a little bit of suboptimal audio for some knowledge bombs and you know pretty interesting insights from a man who literally died and came back to life and is a doctor, and is very into um, 
the alignment of mind, body, and spirit, I thought rather than just throw out the baby with the bathwater, I'll give you guys a little bit of a heads up and you can decide if you want to listen to it. And if you're like, oh, audio is so bad, I can't, <laughs> I can't even tolerate it. Just move on to the next episode. It's all good. But yeah, so that's the deal. Hope you guys can enjoy it. Sorry about the audio quality. Next time I will intervene and uh, make sure that we get it top notch for you guys. Enjoy this episode with myself and Dr. Jerry. Dr. Jerry, welcome to the Biohacking Secret Show. Thanks for having me, Anthony. For our listeners, maybe you could give a little bit of background on the work that you do and, uh, you know, your origin story, if you will. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. Uh, I died in 2000, September of 2000, uh, drug overdose. Uh, and uh, I went on a 24-hour bender. Uh, and I decided to check out. And I, I accomplished that. So I, uh, I had an out-of-body experience, near-death experience, whatever you want to call it. And uh, in that space of non-time, I was reminded of what I came here to do, what I signed up to do, yeah? So it was a very peaceful, very uh, blissful experience. I did not want to come back, Anthony. I was like, wow, this is, this is what it feels like to be home, right? So I, uh, unfortunately, <laughs> my higher selves had other plans for me. So I was gently reminded back into the body and from there on in, Anthony, it's been a journey of just helping individuals reclaim their ability to do what they came here to do, you know, via consciousness. So my whole work has to do with helping people expand their consciousness through eternal life principles and eternal life mathematics. Definitely not what we were taught on this planet. Yeah. yeah, I'm I'm excited to to chat more about that because a lot has 2020 sort of became the year of 2020 vision and and much was revealed about the systems and structures that you know many of us have grown up around. I'm a little bit curious because I've had the uh, opportunity in in 2018 I. Um, smoked the Bufo alvarius, the Sonoran Desert Toad, mm -hmm. which has, is 5-MeO-DMT. Sure. And uh, up until that point, uh, uh, that was the closest experience I've ever had to dying mm -hmm. and, uh, and coming back to life. Had you ever e experienced 5-MeO-DMT? How did what you actually experienced dying compare? Because you hear these stories about uh, DMT being released, dimethyltryptamine when we're born and when we die. And you can't tell how much of this stuff is, you know, we don't, what we really know and what we don't know. And I was curious if, if your actual near-death experience or death experience, in your case, possibly echoed 5-MeO-DMT. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't consider DMT, even when you inhale it or you ingest it, right? I don't consider that to be, let's say, um, like plant medicine, like yeah. ayahuasca, for example. There's two, right. different, two different uh, arenas because DMT yeah. produced naturally in the brain, right? So, I mean, there is no comparison because, you know, uh, I've heard people, you know, uh, taking DMT, uh, you know, inhaling it through a vape or whatever process, 
And, uh, you know, I wanted to see if it was close to <laughs> what I experienced um, over 20 years ago. And then there's no comparison. No. Because when it's created naturally within the brain, it is just, uh, you, I mean, it really can't compare. It's like comparing two forms of transportation, yeah? You have, uh, let's say, the model, the Ford Model T car, and then you have, say, a Bugatti or, or a Lamborghini, yeah. both right. forms of transportation, but one is much more technologically advanced and much faster. Yeah. You know, I, dur during that experience, I brought a journal and I expected to have pages and pages and pages of notes come to me. And it, it was really just three words that came and it was like, lead with love, you know, put, put love first, also be the type of leader that is doing so from, you know, from, from a place of, of love as our highest frequency. I was curious, what, what were your downloads during that experience? And like, what was the message you got from your higher self uh, other than like, no, you're going back in. Uh. <laughs> right. So when, 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 when we die and we all will transition at some point, it's really a transfer of consciousness experience because we we still exist we i can still think when you when you transition anthony you can still what blew my mind was that i can still think i was conscious i had 360 degree awareness but my body was like hover like i was hovering about three feet at a 45 degree angle and i was watching my body just slumped over after i did my last line of cocaine and let me tell you something my, when you stop breathing, your face starts to turn blue and purple very fast. And in that space, you, you, I became and reunited back with what I call the field. You can call it God, divine spirit, whatever label you choose. But it was a, there was a reintegration of you as individuated consciousness back to the field. And within that space, have you ever heard of people saying when they die, they, they know everything? It's true. Because within the field, there's all the information you could possibly imagine that you would want to know. So I came back with a zip file, like a massive drop box of information, Anthony, that took me years to actually extract and download because it was so high oscillating frequency that if I tried to bring it in, I would have spontaneously combusted. And people do that. People blow yeah. up for no reason. Yeah. My, my brother used that analogy. Him and I went to, uh, went to Costa Rica to do plant medicine for the first time in 2019. And he was talking about when he was with the medicine, it was at many times, like he, he goes, I, as I felt like I was getting closer to whether you want to call it God consciousness or whatnot, he's like, the frequency was like, like, picking up and he's like now i'm not sure if that super high frequency is like god the divine creator or god is maybe like the opposite which is like complete stillness you know what i mean where it's like it just it, the, the frequency keeps going up and then god right. and everything and, is like right. everything and nothing simultaneously he's like i don't know but he was feeling it and, and a similar sensation where he's like i had to like bring calm myself down to be able to receive it you know, because it was it was not a frequency that I was uh, that I was used to. Correct. Um, so, talk a little bit about like bioregenesis. Where mm -hmm. did, you know you, yeah, you yeah. had to then start unpacking some of these things and like 
where does bioregenesis fit in there? And maybe you can explain to our listeners what it is. Yeah, so bioregenesis is a form of, it's a sequential progressive DNA expansion or activation of DNA. And we do that through expansion of consciousness, through, uh, you know, being mindful, so to speak, being in the present moment. And expansion of consciousness allows you to re-emerge or reconnect with your higher levels of conscious identity. Once you connect to your higher levels, bioregenesis begins to take place. And that is one, it's literally taking the finite life cells that we have because they all die, we die, no one's eternal. And it literally shifts the particles into one where they're spinning at a different angular rotation of particle spin. Now, I know that's a lot for your listeners, but bioregenesis simply is reclaiming the original human celestial potential of eternal life potentiality. Uh-huh. Okay. And, and so it sounds like expansion of consciousness is part and parcel with bioregenesis. Like as we expand our consciousness, we're able to return to vibrations or frequencies or cellular structure at, at the biological level that is um, more harmonious with human life. Absolutely. Because when you, when you start on the, on the bioregenesis path, you are literally beginning to create new chemicals in our cells that you won't, you're not taught that in, in chemistry. You were taught that we only have a certain number of elements in the table of elements, but that's not true. We have, it is over 144 at the moment that the industrial military complex and private sector know about, but Hey, we're, we're only taught there's like what 96 or so, whatever, whatever yeah. the number is now. Right. But, there, there are transient elements, Anthony, that we begin to create within the hydrogen bonds uh-huh. when you start to move into bioregenesis. And a, and a good way to figure out if you're on that path is, are you able to uh, achieve what's called solar synthesis or what people call sol- sun gazing, right? Yeah. Are, you able to, are you able to live off the energy from the solar rays? not just through your eyes, but you're taking it through your skin and you're creating very transient, super luminal elements in your hydrogen bonds that allow you not to have to eat. So, all right, there's a documentary called Eat the Sun. And I've, I've, been, I've actually been a big fan of sun gazing for a while. And, uh, you know, when, when done right, it's extremely energizing, you know, with my dad's Parkinson's and, and, Mm -hmm. you know, the dopamine centers of his brain, like they all get lit up when, when you're sun gazing and I'm, you know, I hate that we have to do this, but just, you know, guys, this is not medical advice. Don't run out and do this stuff. Be smart. You know what I mean? Um, but I've, I've had people that have completely reversed, um, improved, you know, two or three prescriptions in a matter of one to two months by starting with 15 seconds of sun gazing in the morning. Um, like sunrise and sunset are the best times. And then, and then we have them go up by 15 seconds a day. So it's slow and gradual, but it's happening just about every day. If there's no sun, don't care, get out there and look to, you know, wherever it would be. And um, seen, seen incredible, amazing things. What, what is your process for solar synthesis or sun gazing, if you will? Um, and, 
you know, there's been a part of me that's been very intrigued to as to what would happen if I pushed the time limits. Cause I've never really had a period where I've done more than like five minutes at a time. A lot of times I'll do it inverted, either like in a headstand, you know, some sort of like yoga inversion. Um, but what's your process look like? And, and where do you feel like the, the benefits start to really max out? Right. So it's not just about sun gazing, right? With yeah. your eyes, because you can sun gaze, you know, it's really, it's early morning or sunset exposure to the skin, to your oral cavities, to opening your mouth, like taking in the sun. To, you know, I mean, I've heard people do perineum gazing, right? Full yeah, full, that's, right? that's been all the rage lately with the kids. <laughs> yeah. So, but I just get out there early morning sun and I just, you know, for maybe 12 minutes, but I'm not opening my eyes for 12 minutes. Mm-hmm. I'm closing my eyes when I need to. I'm opening my mouth. So when was the last time your, your oral uh, submucosa actually felt the rays of the sun? And it's those early morning rays that are important because after 9 a.m., those rays shift. The early morning rays are the ones that are responsible for you to create metabolic deuterium depleted water. That's the key. Mm. After after 9 a.m., it becomes all about D3. But it's the early morning because of the angle of of the rays of the sun Mm. and sunset that have to do with your body being able to create deuterium-depleted metabolic water. That is the key to healing. That is the key to longevity, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Yeah, we, we did an episode with uh, the guys from Lightwater. And I'm like, I think this is like my uh, third or fourth month of doing deuterium, drinking deuterium depleted water. You know, I think it's arriving today or tomorrow. I got, I got my buddy and business partner, Russell Brunson on it. He calls it the magic water. And, uh, you know, he's going to do at least three months of, of, of a cleanse on it too. Um, so it's fascinating to start seeing some of these dots connect Mm -hmm. and like, um, you know, I, I, I'd like to talk a little bit more about, so, Deuterium, um, I'll, I'll share a tiny little bit and you can correct me and add whatever you'd like, but a heavy isotope of hydrogen that essentially like kind of mucks up our cells and can interfere with our mitochondria being able to make uh, energy in the form of ATP. Because it's like, if you just imagine like a machine where the, the, the gears are kind of gunked up, you know, it's not running efficiently. And then when we are able to get this deuterium out of the body, cells work better. They produce energy at a higher level, faster recovery, slower aging, etc. cetera. Well, anything you'd add to that or change? that was inaccurate no it's it's spot on it's really spot on and i don't you know i know the guys at lightwater the friends of mine and i don't know if they've shared with you this little tidbit of the story but uh are you familiar with uh the he's a swiss farmer uh edward eduardo billy myers i'm not no so he he's still alive today i believe he's like a swiss farmer he might must be in the 70s so he was an early uh, ET contactee. So he was contacted by a specific race of off-planet beings um, known, I think, I think they were called the uh, um, Glazarians or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, this was back in the 70s, right? Yeah. Anthony, so listen to this. He asked what was the average age of, of the, their race, right? 
Uh-huh. And this woman, some beautiful woman that he actually drew, you can actually Google this. Yeah. She goes four or five hundred years minimum. Yeah. He asks, why is your race living that long? And why do the humans barely make it over a hundred? You know what she said to him? She goes, first, the number, there's two reasons. One, the electromagnetic fields of the planet are distorted and weak. Okay. Mm-hmm. Second is your planet has a high toxin called a heavy toxin called deuterium in the water of your body and in the water of our of your planet and where we're from we don't have deuterium in our water are you with me so can yes. you imagine that like i know the siberians and the hunza tribes they're living to like 140 150 and yes. they were drinking deuterium depleted water from the mother's the breast milk and the, and the cow's milk yeah. at 123 and this yeah. this ET woman was saying that there's zero, there's yeah. zero material. So yeah. I, I I found that fascinating. Yeah, me too. Me too. I actually I had uh, as we kind of went along, I had heard that and and found that interesting too because, um, well, if we if we have time, we'll get there because I, I I'm seeing everything that's going on in the world too. It's it's been very um, it's it's opened my eyes to a lot of possibilities. And, um, well, I don't want to go down. Uh, so let's say we've got, we've, we've got deuterium depletion as one of the reasons for structuring the water inside your body through with morning sun before 9am, you, you know, you can work up to your, like you're doing 12 minutes, but I, I would recommend anyone listening to this, considering doing this, you know, talk with your doctor, whoever you trust first and, and never really start with more than like 15 seconds. Um, if it's just skin and stuff, obviously, but like I'm talking eyes. Um, do you, uh, are, are there any other practices that you have uh, implemented or that you use with clients for uh, depleting deuterium or, or creating easy water in the body? You know that? Yeah. I mean, first of all, it's, you know, it's what you eat also or what you don't eat. So I'm a big intermittent faster, right? Mm-hmm. So by doing intermittent fasting, your body begins to create metabolic deuterium depleted water because it's using up the fat. It's, it's, it's burning up the fat, right, in, mm-hmm. in your cells. So that's one, to intermittent mm-hmm. fast. Uh, and when I do eat, it's, it's primarily a keto, a clean keto diet, meaning I'm eating avocados, nuts, or, or some type of plant-based protein. Occasionally, I'll have, you know, fish. But, mm-hmm. you know, diet's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, I occasionally have Chick-fil-A. <laughs> <laughs> I feel guilty about it. I had to come from you guys. <laughs> Hell, sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll be craving in and out. Okay? Yeah. All right. There we go. <laughs> let's, let's be honest, right? We're honest. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, besides the deuterium depletion, what I really think is even, what even trumps that in terms of longevity is all about consciousness. Because in the end, if you're not adopting some type of consciousness, you know, methodology, uh, technique, meditation, breath, you're not going to achieve the results that you want, whether it be better health, uh, a better relationship, a better whatever, more, you know, more mm-hmm. money. When it comes down to it, we were designed to, to, to be able to do all this, Anthony, to mm-hmm. be able to not just manifest because manifestation just means intention, but mm-hmm. we were able to materialize healing for ourselves, 
mm-hmm. perhaps others, uh, and things of that nature. So I'm, I'm more really about integrating everything together with a consciousness base or consciousness coherence mm-hmm. uh, perspective. What what does your mindfulness practice look like? Well, I created the Rasha technology, which is a consciousness-based uh, technology. What does that mean? It just helps you be able to expand your awareness in a very protected setting. It mm-hmm. literally will take someone that doesn't know how to meditate. And within several minutes, we're bringing you into uh fight or flight into parasympathetic in a matter of minutes. Hemi sinking the left and right hemispheres of the brain. And that's what uh, I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at the, I'm at the Rasha.com for those of you guys that want to check it out. T H E R A S H A.com. And I'm looking at this, this Rasha machine and it looks a little bit, almost like it's got like a glass dome and inside the dome, it looks like, uh, sacred, like almost like cables or wires wound in a sacred geometric pattern on like a, a big triangular base. Maybe you could explain a little bit of what, what the machine is all about, how it's used and, and what I'm looking at. Right. So uh, the, the device is based on the mathematics, the ratios, everything is base 12. Okay. So that means we were taught base 10 mathematics in school and university so frustrating. I, yeah. I adopted a base 12 uh, <laughs> yeah. eternal life mathematics, which, right. by the way, pre-ancient, pre-Diluvian cultures such as the Sumerians, Mayans, ancient Egyptians all adopted a base 60, which is a base form, a form of base 12, right? Mm-hmm. So the coils are wound to not the phi ratio, because the phi ratio and the golden mean, they're all sound mathematics, but they're they're, they are intimately related to a death science uh, technology or finite life. So mm. I've just geared everything to an eternal life mathematics. So the coils are wound. Is this like, are we talking something like the difference between 432 hertz in music and 440? Or like, is that like one example of? That is one example, correct? Yeah, okay. Right? So another is the golden mean or the phi ratio, which is 1.618. Everyone says that, you know, is the, the ratio. But if you look at Japan, ancient Japan, they used what's known as the silver ratio of 1.414, which is the square root of two, which is an aspect of the base 12 sequence. So mm-hmm. not many people knew that. But yeah, uh, yeah the, the technology is all about reprogramming your intron DNA, which science calls junk, which is not, it's potential DNA. Mm-hmm. And it's talking the language of our potential DNA, which is magnetic scalar energy. So the Russia technology is capable of accessing this field and transmitting specific information and frequencies directly into the language of our intron DNA. Okay, so let's... It's it's fascinating, and uh, I've had a number of people kind of pointing me towards a base twelve method, you know, twelve cranial nerves, twelve disciples, you know, this and that. Like yep. we we see it throughout history, and then at some point, probably within a few generations back, it was it was sort of made a, a base ten. Like where do we see 
uh, use of the base 12 system. Maybe you could just kind of catch our listeners up to speed so they understand that. And then how did you apply it in the Russia? Well, I mean, base 12, I didn't create base 12. It was created right. long, long, long before we were around. Mm-hmm. But there were, there were scientists, I guess, within the past hundred years that understood this. Tesla understood this. He never said the key to the universe was 369. Mm-hmm. He said the key to the universe was 36912. They omitted that key component. Mm. And there were physicists from Germany, uh, a physicist, physicist by the name of Burkhardt Heim, H-E-I-M, who I believe it was back in the 50s or 60s, talked about base 12 mathematics as the mathematics that should have been used and talked about a uh, 12-dimensional sphere of existence. Mm-hmm. So everything comes down to that organic eternal life number of 12. And it's found throughout history. It's not found many uh, in the public sector, right? Because we're, we're, all, we're all taught to count with our, our 10 digits, right? Yeah. So, uh, but it's really hard to find. You, you will only find base 12 really in the, in the uh, private scientific communities that are working on things as such as the secret space program and, um, you know, above top secret uh, projects. They're yeah. the ones that utilize the base 12 physics and mathematics. Yeah. Speaking of the space program, you think, you think we actually went to the moon? <laughs> no comment. No comment. <laughs> but the right. question should be, have we been to Mars and beyond? That's the question. I don't think we've done either of it. I think okay. both. We, we can agree to disagree, and it's all fine. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm up to explore it. Believe me, uh, you're, you're Chick Fil A. I'm in and out. Yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. Um, yeah, let's talk a little bit about death, death science mm-hmm. technology. Like, what, what is that? What are you referring to? And um, okay, so everything in this planet, on this planet, in this solar system. And this galaxy will eventually die. It's just a matter of time because at the center of our, of our Milky Way is a supermassive Sagittarius A star black hole. That's, that's just, in terms of physics and just three-dimensional linear speak, everything eventually, whether it's a billion years or a trillion years, will go down that black hole. Thereby, everything in this galaxy is finite life. Fibonacci sequence, Bi-ratio, golden mean, those are all sound mathematics, but they work so well because we are in a finite life reality or a death science reality. So those are all considered mathematics and numerical expansion technologies that are associated with death. I mean, do you want to, I mean, it's, let's agree on that right? Because it works. However, imagine if we lived in a galaxy, Anthony, with a white hole, meaning a vortex that gives off energy instead of sucking and vampire. So in those galaxies, which exist, imagine if the mathematics was not base 10, but base 12, which is a perpetual self-regeneration of energy versus the Fibonacci, which is a energy sucking 
energy vampiring numerical expansion. Okay. And I'll give you an example. Fibonacci is based on addition, right? One plus one equals two. If you remove those numbers, forget about the numbers, just replace the numbers with spheres of energy, quanta of energy here, quanta of energy here. Uh -huh. This quanta of energy has to devour this one in order to birth this one. If you're looking at, at, at energy, just straight up energy, one has to devour one in, equal, in order to birth two. That is the Fibonacci sequence. It's an it's a addition uh, expansion that has to do with devouring of quanta. Now let's take a look at a base 12 spiral system or a numerical system. It's based on multiplication times two. So one times two would equal two, right? So uh -huh. multiplication is an exponentiation of energy in quantum physics terms. That's all I'm saying. So one sequence is perpetual self-regeneration of energy without losing any of the previous numbers uh -huh. versus Fibonacci, which is devouring addition of energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just one it, way to go about it. Yeah, I mean, I think about times where like, I think we've all had something where maybe we had an event to go to or uh, whatever, and you, you're like exhausted and then you go out and you get around other people and it's like, you're putting out good energy and you're having fun conversations and like, you go home and you like can't sleep because you're so excited from like, you were giving energy, but you actually ended up getting way more than, than you had. And like, maybe that's a, a, a terrible example, but you know, you can contrast that with like, sitting around watching the news or listening to like low vibratory music, like a lot of the popular culture music these days, or like hanging out with people who are like energy vampires or don't want to see you succeed. You know, it's a completely different feeling that you leave with. And I'm kind of picturing different uh, energetic exchanges where one's a multiplying effect based on love and good vibes and good energy. And one is consumption that drains, you know, and takes you down into like that rep reptilian brain, that lizard mind. Great, great analogies. Not that's a really sound analogy. But let me just just share with you. It's not high vibrations you want because vibration is energy contraction, energy holding, denser. Uh -huh. You really want to say higher oscillating, meaning mm -hmm. energy expansion, energy giving, and higher consciousness is equivalent to higher oscillation, not high vibration. That was another disinformation, uh, let's say, narrative that was taught to us through the New Age, to the New Age movement. Yeah. The difference between vibration and oscillation. Mm hmm. Let's, um, I, before we bring it back to the Rasha and kind of how you use that and what else we should know about the technology, um, what are some of the, the, the other things that have been kind of taught to us through the, the the Rockefeller funded school systems and you know what I mean a lot of these um indoctrination camps that um that you've moved away from and 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 you know what have you chose to utilize instead oh well let's you're talking uh, you know energy could, based monetary could be based. anything okay. it could okay. it, it could be anything okay. yeah. yeah so the non-waste of sexual energy yeah. Really want to not age. If you mm -hmm. 
really want to be able to not just manifest things, but materialize things in your life, mm -hmm. do not waste the most powerful energies in the cosmos, which is our sexual energies, which is the ability to, they're, they're able to, to create life, no? Right? Yeah. You're talking right. specifically to men now or men and women? No, men and women. Now, non-waste of sexual energy does not mean the lack of orgasm. What I'm saying is you must be able to harness the quanta of energy so that you're not releasing it and wasting that energy into, the, into, your, into your world. You harness it and you store it either in the thymus or the pineal gland for healing purposes, for materialization and manifestation purposes. So these are things, well, this is one of the major things that I do along with, of course, a deuterium depleted lifestyle, consciousness-based uh, perspective, those three things will literally shift your life. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm, I talk from experience because I really shouldn't even be here. I should, be, I should have been gone already. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I've been, um, you know, I don't really watch porn. I think it's bad for the brain. Occasionally, like, I'll, I'll slip up for a couple minutes, but I'm, I'm really, really working on uh, not wasting my seed. Mm. either and um and it seems like women generally if they have a little bit of a different situation where like if they have a self-pleasure practice it's it's and you know and they bring themselves to climax they're not necessarily wasting a ton of sexual energy now were you when you were kind of speaking were you referring to masturbation um or, or does this also apply like when with partner selection okay so for me there is no there's no there is no such thing as masturbation. That, yeah. I, I mean, I'll even engage in that, okay? Yeah. But if you're with a partner, there is something called eternal life, sacred sexuality, where you both blend your fields. You, you, you come together physically, but it's more about field blending. It's more about eternal life breathing through, through say, a six-pointed lotus breath. And it's, it's called attaining orgasm, U-R-G-A-S-M, versus orgasm orgasm means you're releasing your your sexual energies to the universe and you're not actually you know keeping it within your container or you are has to do with internal versus or which is releasing it to the to you know your environment so right. there are there are ways couples can come together in an internal life sacred sexuality field blending where literally two become one without losing their individuation of consciousness. And if someone wanted to explore that with their husband, wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever it is, is looking into eternal life, sacred sexuality and the six pointed lotus breath, a good place to start? Or is there something else that you would recommend? That, that is it because I've studied the tantra that's been taught out there for uh -huh. many years. I've, taught, I've, I've, I've studied the sexual alchemy, so to speak. Yeah. And while, while they do talk about the non-waste of the seed and the sexual energy, they really, and they teach how to use the sexual parts, they don't teach what those sexual parts 
are connected to in terms of an energy system and your cosmic anatomy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm going to double down on less uh, wasting of my seed. I still don't do it too much, but it, it's better than it's been, but I still, I know I'm doing it too much. Um, I think a lot of people do, you know. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it, look, it, it's, you know, it sounds all great, but I mean, man, it, it's not the easiest path to go on if you're, if you're you know, I'm a pretty high sex drive too. Sometimes I, it becomes difficult to concentrate and I'm yeah. like, oh, I'm an animal. I need to get, bring <laughs> myself back down to the human level. Um, okay. So let's bring it back to the, the, the Rasha technology. How do you use it in, in your life? And like, okay, when someone asks you like what you do for a living or, or, you know, specifically as it pertains to the Rasha, what do you tell them? I'm an inventor. <laughs> inventor. Okay. I'm an inventor. What do you yeah. invent, Jerry? Well, yeah. I invent uh, consciousness-based technology. Well, wh what is that? Define that. So, you know, I just tell them that we actually are. We have the capability to become the organic technology, Anthony. Yeah. I only created the Rasha because we are under so much epigenetic factors. Our environment sucks. Our yeah. nutrition, our, our, our food sucks. I mean, and, and we have all these heavy metals and, and yeah. you know, all this crap, right? Mm -hmm. So in a perfect world, would we need the Rasha? No. Mm -hmm. But tell me, are we in a perfect world? I mean, take a look at the shit show that we have right now. On oh, I mean, you got people trying to inject poison in your arm. So <laughs> the Rasha simply gives you, the individual, the ability to reclaim what you were meant to become. And that is a being of manifestation and materialization. That's it. And consciousness. And and how does it work? Like if I let's let's say I wanted to start using a, a, a Rasha machine, right? Like I did a, a 30 minute meditation before our call. I was like, I actually kind of fell asleep during it. I was listening to uh <laughs> I was listening to like this this binaural beat and my dog curled up with me and next thing you know I'm asleep. But right. um I'm trying I'm, I'm making an, an effort to get in 20 to 30 minutes a day consistently i feel like everything's better intuition extra sense sensory perception all that stuff right. um and i'm just a nicer a nicer human um let's say i wanted to start using the rasha okay. what, so, what would i expect and how would i do it right so we have uh we have a sound bed like a literal hydroacoustic sound water bed which the frequencies in the sound go up through the the water bladder into your your physical cells and your energy fields so we use sound and we use scalar energy to transmit uh -huh. the pathway of the frequencies into the body into the dna and it's through sound and through scalar energy that we do this so you're either sitting in one of our 45 degree angle zero point uh, energy sound chairs or uh -huh. you're lying flat on a sound waterbed and you're literally laying there being bathed with these uh, we don't use binaural we use a base 12 uh, uh -huh. beats so okay binaural, binaurals one and one yeah we do six and six six in one ear six in the other oh so nice with the 12 it's a much more holographic multi-dimensional experience we yeah. found and uh is that something we, you guys created or is there like a company that makes these base 12 beats no, it's a it's an algorithm, really. You could yeah. any software or 
you just change out the, the algorithm, you tell your software engineer to, you know, instead of using a base 10 or phi ratio, switch it over to 1.414 square root of two, or use a base 12 uh, numerical expansion with the uh, mathematics and, or the frequencies, if you will. Uh -huh. It's really a subtle change, Anthony, Yeah. to go base 12. It's not hard. Yeah. Okay. And so is this something that I could do at home or would I, uh, is, is it going to visit you at a clinic? Well, there's, you know, there's people, private people that can, that can have a racha. It's not a, it's not a medical device. It's a stress relief, relaxation, yeah. <laughs> meditation, uh, right. technology. Uh, yeah. And there's, there are centers, there are spas, uh, hotels, there are clinics, uh, around the world, not a lot, but they're there. Yeah. You go to the website and just reach out to us and, uh, and uh, we'll direct you in that direction. Cool, cool. And uh, it, that website's therasha.com, T-H-E-R-A-S-H-A.com, yeah? Correct. Okay, nice. Um, just to kind of land this plane and kind of bring it back, you know, there's a lot of things that have been happening these past 12 months. Um, what, what do you believe is taking place? And how do you see things unfolding? Well, I won't give you a Dr. Buttar answer, right? <laughs> He's a friend of mine. I won't, I won't, I won't go there. I'll give it to you. He's great. I, yeah, that guy's he, working his, he's been working his butt off. Yeah, he has. What's up, Rosh? No, what up? So listen, what I really think is happening is probably what you're not going to expect. I really do think that something or some collective is preparing humanity, not for the next virus, Anthony, not for the next changeover of monetary system, which is going to happen, mm -hmm. but something is preparing humanity, what I believe, for official disclosure, meaning humanity is being prepped for three-mile-wide extraterrestrial ships that come down so that we are already used to, oh, okay, we're used to being quarantine. We're used to being told what to do. This is what I feel. And many of your listeners are going to probably think this guy's out of his mind. That's okay. We can, we, we, we can have these discussions. We're adults. <laughs> yeah. But I really do think that in the greater picture, Anthony, mm. that's what humanity is being prepped for official disclosure. Yeah. That's interesting. That's one perspective that I haven't heard. But I, I have been doing a good amount of uh, having conversations about, you know, the, the possibility of other forms of life, you know, mm -hmm. that maybe aren't the same, exactly the same type of human that we would maybe consider ourselves to be and how that could, how they could be influencing certain things that are going on. And, and I'm not going to claim that I know or make any claims, but um yeah, that, uh, that, is, that is an interesting perspective. And um, are you making any preparations, any changes in your, in your life? Daily. I mean, from moment to moment, I'm, I'm, I'm not your normal prepper. Like, you have preppers that are prepping this and that, food, yeah. gone demo. I'm prepping consciousness-wise. I'm yeah. prepping my energy fields. I'm prepping, okay, you know, what happens? Just, you know, for, for argument's sake, you know, Ships pop up. What? 
first of all, is my consciousness going to be ready? Am I, am I going to be like freaking out in fear? No, I'm going to be, I'm going to do my best to remain calm yeah. and then, and then operate that way and function that way. So it all comes down to consciousness, whether I want to heal myself, whether I want to help others or I'm preparing for an alien invasion. My consciousness, consciousness better be in coherence. Or yeah. In yeah. I like that. I like that. Anything, um, anything else that you'd like to share with the people or that um, words of wisdom that you, you'd, you'd like to impart before we kind of bring this up? Yeah. I mean, look, just uh, you are your own savior. You are your own healer. Do not think for one moment that, you know, someone else can heal you. Take it upon yourself. Take initiative. Take responsibility to go inward and really get to know who you are because you have the ability. We all have the ability to really become amazing human beings and stop looking outside yourself and go inward. I think that would be the... (laughs) for what it's worth, my two cents, right? Great, great advice. Well, Dr. Jerry, thank you so much for uh, sharing your time and wisdom and knowledge with us. And uh, it's been a fun conversation. And yeah, I appreciate the work you're doing. Well, my pleasure. And thanks for having me. Really, I enjoyed it. This episode is also brought to you by Buy Optimizers and the Biohacking Secrets Upgraded Digestion Package. So if any of you guys are dealing with suboptimal digestion, characterized by gas, bloating, your stomach feeling distended or like it's sticking out after certain meals, if you get sluggish, if you deal with constipation or diarrhea, you're going to want to pay attention because it usually comes down to one of three things being off. The first is low stomach acid production. The second is low enzyme production. And the third is gut dis dysbiosis, meaning you have too many of the quote unquote bad bugs in your gut and not enough of the good ones. And the Bioptimizers Biohacking Secrets Upgraded Digestion Package addresses all of these root causes of suboptimal digestion. It's the best value you could possibly get if you are looking to take 30 days and turn your digestion completely around. And you can get that for just 177 bucks. It's usually 270 bucks by going to buyoptimizers.com forward slash biohacks. That's B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash B-I-O-H-A-C-K-S to check out the exclusive Biohacking Secrets upgraded digestion package for just 177 bucks today. 